One of the biggest mistakes people make is being so self-centered that they forget that the person that they're trying to influence holds the key to tens of thousands of potential folks who could benefit. Today's show is sponsored by winthehourwinthedaycom with our three-part formula, team, execution, and scale, where we help you stop working so hard. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Okay, you guys asked, so I am delivering how to hire the perfect virtual assistant for your business. All right, I'm doing it August 10th. It's a free masterclass. The link is in the show notes. You do not want to miss it. And I'm doing it because you asked. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day, and I am your lucky host. I always feel lucky. The people I believe we bring to you are amazing, and today is no exception. So today we have Nancy Jutton in the house, and Nancy is going to talk to us about really getting ourselves out there. Really, you know, Nancy works and transforms speakers, experts, and authors into sought-after podcast guests who speak their way to six figures and beyond. So Nancy's all about PR and, you know, and I'm trying to remember the whole word out here. You say it somewhere beautifully, Nancy, chime right in. There's something where you say your authority, getting known, no, oh, I'm that. the get known to get paid expert and it's my- There we go. Okay. Uh, I was about to my... ramble off and just start over, Nancy. Get known, get paid. That's it. That's what I was looking for. I remember that really resonated with me. I just thought it was so powerful and to the point. Okay, Nancy, here's the deal. Before we start the show, I'm going to give you some praise because it's simple stuff, but I know this is right up your alley of what you do, you know, get known, get paid. So if you want to be a guest on somebody's show or you want publicity, whatever it is, you know, you want to show up prepared. So I have to say, we have this process that people have to go through to be on the show and fill in a certain amount of things, give us some information. And you had everything done, every single thing. And everybody else, we always have to say, okay, did you get this one little thing? Did you get this one little thing? And, you know, now I see too, like, it takes, if everyone just forgets one little thing, it really eats up the time. And that's the thing, like when I'm sending an article to, you know, help a reporter out or something, a blog, then I realize when they say, don't send the link, because they don't want to have to, that one extra step slows everybody down. So it really does make a difference when you make it easy for the person that you want to spotlight you. Amen. I think yeah. we should all aim to be the host's favorite. We should be yes. the unicorn guest where they show up and they go, oh my God, every box is checked. There isn't a thing I have to tend to, and I am going to get ready for a great show. And if everyone followed this example, you'd be on a whole lot more shows. And then the hosts who hang out with other hosts, they'd end up talking about of the 15 guests I had, this one stood out as the one who totally rocked it. In which case, what do you know? I get invited to be on 15 more shows because I was that guest. I want everyone who's listening today to be that guest. 
Yeah. And that's exactly it. I mean, before you even get out of the gate, if you, if you just show up prepared in my heavens, I didn't understand this because I do this. I always did my homework to a fault. When I first started going on other shows, podcasts, if they wrote a book, I read the whole book. I was like, I was just, I was send me pictures of your kids. I did homework to an extreme. And so people really appreciated that in me, but I didn't quite get it. And now that I'm on the receiving end of this, I think, oh my gosh, you want to be on my show? And, and, and sometimes it's the most basic thing that you can, like, I have to ask you the day before the show for your headshot. Like, come on. You know what I mean? So yeah. Okay. Let's just dive in, Nancy. Tell us, Hey, how do we get known? How do we get paid? What, what are the biggest mistakes people make when they're trying to get themselves out there? Well, one of the biggest mistakes people make is being so self-centered that they forget that the person that they're trying to influence holds the key to tens of thousands of potential folks who could benefit. So think first about what the media needs to tell a great story. Think about what the host is interested in that would be a conversation he or she would want to have. And think about being complete in your presentation so that people get value right away. Because nobody says, I wanna give you a place on my podcast so you can schlep my book. They want you to be on the podcast so that you can talk about the value packed within the book and why the book would be a natural outgrowth of why ever you're there to be there in the first place. Deliver value, make it timely, newsworthy, interesting, worth talking about right now and have a way of talking about it so that it's fun to listen to you or watch you or see you in action because that's what makes people engage in whatever media it is that they're participating in. Yeah. And that sounds, sometimes that can be overwhelming to someone to think, oh my gosh, maybe I'm not engaging or funny or all these things. But it reminds me many years ago, I was, uh, I was sitting at this business event and the person to my left, she had been one of the producers on the Oprah show. And this is way back in the beginning of my business. And so I had done a little bit of local TV and stuff, but nothing, you know, nothing of significance and podcasts weren't even around then. And one of her tips, and I was like, oh, she was like, you know, you have to show the personality. They want to know that you're good on camera. Well, up until that point, I was like, oh, you, I should sound very professional and very polished. So the person, you know, be, me being me was never what I was going to deliver because I wanted them to think, oh, she's all grown up and she's professional. And, and it was really quite dry. So I didn't understand that, oh, wow, you just show up in, in any, any good TV, any good podcast, anything that's good is conversational and dynamic. So what I want you guys to understand, it's not about, oh, no, I'm not good at presenting myself or I'm not good on video or I have to sound a certain way. If you could just be you and, and be interested in what you're talking about, that just, that's, that's a game changer. Oh, it so is. And I got to tell you, after all these many years in corporate life, you know, I spent many years in corporate life, corporate life will wash the personality out of every ounce <laughs> of your being. If you've ever played that game. And one <sighs> of the things that was so interesting to me to learn how to do as an entrepreneur is to be myself, be myself, be a human being first. And that yeah. doesn't mean you have to be beautiful or thin or young or any of these things, or, you know, you, you just have to be yourself and bring on the value. And if yeah. someone uses the words fancy schmancy and it feels unique and genuine to them, then use those words fancy schmancy, even though you never hear those words in a corporate setting, be yourself because you know what, yeah. the conversation you're having is going to serve and delight the people who are paying attention. 
And if the people who are listening or watching are engaged by or entertained by or informed by or served by whatever was said, if there is a call to action to, to, to take, they will be running and not walking to take it. But if you're always sitting there holding your book and saying, you got to buy my book mm. and you can get it at amazon.com. It's like, no. Yeah, yeah. And another thing too, and I remember this when I wrote my book and then one of the first shows I was trying to get on and I had like a, a PR coach at the time. And what she explained to me, which was wise words, she said, you know, being in business is not enough to get you on. Like you, you have to have something to offer. And then, oh, I'm so ashamed to tell you this, but I didn't know any better. I was trying, people had told me the book was really good. It was conversational. It was like really solid takeaways, easy read. So I, I'm like, yeah, the book really is good. People are telling like, okay, first of all, hello, two thumbs up. Every movie is two thumbs up back in the day when there was rentals. So I didn't know how to say, but I know everyone says this, but my book is really good, right? Which who cares? So the biggest tip I ever got was, you know, when I'm pitching somebody to be whatever, a guest blog or a guest on their podcast or anything is explaining them, listen, I have done my homework on your you know, platform and this is what my takeaways were. And because of that, I think you and I could have a really meaty conversation about X, Y, Z. And then I tell them how I think this would be, this would be of great value to your audience. And I think given what you normally do, we could really have fun doing this. And oh, that's so brilliant. I love it. And the thing that I love the most about it is it's front and center. You're demonstrating that you saw heard and appreciated what this influencer does. If you pay enough attention to the host or the influencer to know well enough what they're up to, to demonstrate that in a specific terrific way, you will have their attention because these people are putting their time, their effort, their money to put forth a broadcast, a news program, a magazine, whatever it is, give them some, give some, some attention. You yeah. give them attention, that opens the door for you to earn attention. Tell them yeah. I never watched your show or watched your broadcast, but you should write or talk about me. The door is slammed before you even got a chance to put your first toe in. Yeah, like you haven't listened to my show, but you want to be on my show and I'll talk other people into listening to it and you won't even listen to it to be on it. How are we going to like leverage that? I had a recent pitch. Somebody sent me a video and they were saying, look, uh, this year I really want to work on business and I'd like to be on 300 podcasts. So I'm sending this out to podcasters. Well, good luck with that, my friend. That like that, how, that, what is it? That is what we call going to the church of pray and spray and hoping <laughs> to be saved. <laughs> <laughs> don't let spray and pray be your mode of opera operation it will never serve you spray and pray never works it never did it never will a custom personal approach is always the best approach and you know something else there are 300 podcasts good for her happy for her hope you hit, hit your goal that has absolutely nothing to do with the mission you're on and the flag you're waving and is it any wonder that this arbiter of our index finger is the biggest decision maker of all delete delete yeah delete. yeah <laughs> right so what are these are things i've experienced but this is your this is your you know expertise so i'm sure you can give us even more what's some basics that people are dropping the ball on or that we just don't know what we don't know well 
uh, should we direct this about podcasts or should we direct this to anything? I like the, the umbrella of PR because it doesn't mean that everybody wants to be on a podcast or whatever, but, and, you know, or maybe, maybe these are very specific conversations with what applies to being on local TV or a blog is different than a podcast. But in general, when you're looking for PR, what's some things that we should be mindful of? Well, in order for, in, in, there's five things you want to think about. Is okay. what you have to talk about timely? Okay. Is it newsworthy? Is it interesting? Is it trend worthy? Is it local or national or global in scope? Okay. I realize that's a lot. It's like we're going to bake chocolate chip cookies and we need new, timely, newsworthy, relevant, interesting, local, um, national, global. If you've just written a book, I'll just tell a story from my own background. Okay. In 2009, I, I wrote a book called the Bye Bye Boring Bio Workbook. And I thought I would like everyone in my own backyard to know that I wrote this book because it was right at the beginning of the Great Recession. And the whole world was being shown the door from their corporate lives and they were having to hang out their shingle to find a way to get clients quickly. And so I thought if I could just get known in my own backyard as the author of this book, I think that could put me on a rocket ship to a whole lot more. I noticed in the local Bellevue reporter that there was a reporter that done a story about a local author who had written a book about real estate in the recession. So I reached out to this real estate reporter and I said, I noticed you did a review about Bob's book about ma making the most of real estate in a recession love this part about it in particular, would it also interest you to know that I am a local author who has written a book that also solves a problem that's relevant to what's going on in the marketplace today? And would you wanna um, have a chat about the impact I hope to make with people who are suffering from today's dire circumstances? What I did there is I, demonst I, I demonstrated that I read his work, I positioned myself as someone who might have a follow-up story that would, would be relevant, I let him know that the problem I was solving wasn't that I wanted to sell more books, but that I wanted to help a whole lot of other people who were displaced by economic circumstances. Mm. No, by the way, I happen to live in Bellevue and you're called the Bellevue Reporter. And why don't we have a chat in my backyard and we can talk about it. Well, the next day, the, gal, the guy called me back and he said, let's have an interview in your backyard. They did this whole front page story about me. And then about a week later, I'm at the swim club watching my son swim to the finish line. And all the people are holding their Bellevue reporter and they're pointing and say, hey, that's the lady on the cover of the Bellevue reporter. And so all of a sudden, I was a star in my own backyard. And that started to put me on this, this upward trajectory to be known as this person. So... I always say to folks, if you're just starting out or it's a brand new thing, start in your own backyard, mm. get some really good press locally, because if your big, hairy, audacious dream is to go all the way to Oprah, it's very rare that you're going to get to Oprah without having earned your stripes moving up the food chain from the local to the national to the global, etc. And you know something else? If you are new at delivering your message on camera, yeah. You need the practice. You don't want to go to Oprah no. and duff it. No, no, you don't. Because <laughs> what I, the little bit I've had, like say local TV, they might give you 15 minutes. If you got the dream, whatever on the today show or something, they're going to give you four minutes. So this is practice for me, not just to climb the ladder. I need that practice of, okay, here we are, go. Right. I, I think it's really interesting what you said too. 
you know, I, I'm, I pride myself on doing my homework and putting myself out there in the right way, but even your language is a little bit softer. Would, would it interest you to know that that's so much, you know, Hey, I'm inviting you into this conversation instead of, you know, my enthusiasm might get the better of me and say, Oh, you know, what I'm doing is, but would it interest you to know is much more inviting and a little bit less in your face. So some, even some subtleties in your language there, I think is really profound. Oh, thank you. You know, something you said at the start of the show was that's something I want to build on for this part of the segment, which is you said you were so ready to go. You wanted to meet me because gosh, if there was one of me at every corner, you'd never have to, your podcast would be so much easier. Well, when I was doing PR in this Puget Sound region of Seattle, there's a very popular, well-read, influential publication called the Puget Sound Business Journal. And if you were if your business was seen, heard, or celebrated in an editorial manner in this business periodical, it was almost like this badge of credibility that everybody wanted. So what I learned how to do was pay attention to the reporters who covered specific industries. And at that time, I had a lot of food clients like Franz Chocolates and Seattle Chocolate Company and Oboy Oberto Sausage Company. They were like power brands in this comfort and food, comfort and joy space. So I got to know the reporter who wrote about food. And there was this window where one week he did a feature story, cover story about Oboy Alberto. The next week he did one on Talking Rain Beverage Company. The next week he did one on Franz, Big, Franz Chocolates. And then the next one he did, I can't remember the one, but by the fourth pitch, this reporter reached out to me and said, I've been a reporter for 25 years and never in my career have I taken a pitch from the same same publicist and ran with all three of her stories one week right after the other. Will you please have lunch with me? And oh, by the way, it's Dutch treat. Okay, so, so what they were saying is you were doing so good at presenting it that they were eating it all up and they don't normally do that. He'd never done it. Okay. I've been a unicorn all my life. And so, and reporters are incredibly ethical. So you don't want to buy them lunch and take them to fancy places and pick up the tab because that is an undue influence that they would never okay. abide by. And in COVID time, we're not going to lunch with anybody anyway. anyway. Right. right. But it was such an honor to be invited to sit at the same table with this very experienced award-winning journalist. And he wanted to know, how did you learn how to do this? Why don't you teach the world to do what you're doing? It would make reporters' jobs so much easier. We'd have better information. We'd have better yeah. access. Our, our interview subjects would be better prepared. And that would mean for better truth to come out as we report on what matters to the people in our community. And I consider that a very high compliment. But yeah, my point is, is that we all want to be on Lester Holt at 6.30. We want to be on the Today Show. We want to be on these important platforms. That means you got to watch them. You got to right. find out how to make an approach. You got to make a winning approach and you have to showcase what you have to bring in service to that media outlet in such a way that they say, this is an easy yes. Can I tell you one other story that's really cool? Oh, of course. Yes, we love that. Circle around, children. Story time. <laughs> this one was like the most meaningful story I'd ever had anything to do with. And it had absolutely nothing to do with me doing business as the get known to get paid mentor, which is why I think it's really great to share. You can take one look at me and know that I've been on the planet for a good long time. And if you have ever been on the planet for a good long time and you're anticipating your 20 or 30 or your 40 year high school reunion, you might have these moments of 
wonder like, how did I hold up after all these years? Am I thin enough to show up and show off when I get there? Like I had all these worries, but I saw a post from one of my classmates who said, it's my dying wish to see the Disneyland lights at holiday time one more time before breast cancer is going to steal my last breath. And I just happened to see this and she and I worked on the journalism staff at the high school newspaper. And I reached out to her and said, would you mind if I reached out and saw about making this dream come true for you? And she was so happy to hear from me. Well, I thought to myself, how can I pull this off? And so I reached out to my graduates of my high school. We were getting ready for the reunion. And I, I did a little press release, if you will, to my own client, my own friends from many years ago and said, won't you please come forward and help one of our own? She won't be able to join us for the reunion, but this is a gift we can make possible for her. Well, then in a matter of days, it was like a George Bailey moment in, the, in It's a Wonderful Life and thousands and thousands of dollars came in and she was able to go with her daughter and her fiance to see the holiday lights at Disneyland just before cancer took her life. Well, here was where the publicity gal in me got excited because I just happened to know what to do. And I mean, this is, there's a learning here. Mm. I thought, I grew up in Granada Hills, California. And I wonder if there's a reporter at the ABC television uh, station who would be interested in the story. Right. So I thought, okay, I found her. And I went to Twitter and I, and I found her. And then I, I found her direct address and I wrote her like the shortest pitch on earth. Would it surprise you to know that the classmates of the class of 1979 have joined together to make a dying classmates wish come true? And she's going to be in, she, all she wants to do is go to Disneyland to see the holiday lights. Well, what do you know? ABC and Disneyland are linked. They are owned by the same company. Mm. Five seconds later, she said, I want that story. So not only did she go to Disneyland with my friend and her daughter, but they chronicled the whole experience and they put it on a site called Localish. And that beautiful heart-rendering story has been viewed by over 135,000 people. And it became a legacy gift to, for the daughter to keep forever. And that's mm -hmm. the power of publicity. It was a, there was no money to be made. There was no book to be sold. But it was a beautiful story of human kindness and friendship that aired at the perfect time to give everybody something to hope for. And of all the publicity things I've been involved with in my entire life, nothing trumps that one. I think what the lesson, you know, obviously there's a lot of emotion in that story, but I think for us too, the deeper lesson for me is we always think, you know, my story is not interesting. Then you see something on the news and it could be so simple, but it's so inspiring. And so I guess, I don't know, you just think somebody happens to fall upon that story, but you're right. If you, if you are able to articulate the story and reach out to someone, they can't crawl under every blade of grass and find you. So you have to be able to reach out to them. And I know people keep telling me that it's just a matter of with all the resources we have now of just looking up who who's the reporter on this thing, or, you know, it's listed everywhere. It's really just with a little bit of, you know, effort, you can find these things. So you really can make it happen if you have a, a, a plan or a strategy in any way. You absolutely can. And I guess the bigger question is how much do you want it? Because mm, okay. you can have hope marketing, hope yeah. publicity, or you can actually say, you know, I'm a newer business. I've got a really powerful story. I want 
to be seen, heard, and celebrated so that I can ultimately be compensated. And the credibility halo that is around my brand when I'm seen, heard, and celebrated in these credible media outlets is something so valuable. Mm. I can't possibly buy it, but I know that I want it. And mm. you'd be amazed. I, I'll tell you another cute story. I, I love this one. You know, you think to yourself, who reads the Bellevue Reporter or the Santa Barbara Gazette or these little neighborhood papers? You're like probably reading them very quickly before you hit the round file while you're drinking your coffee and sifting through your junk mail, right? Well, there's this lady in Santa Barbara who makes these like really creamy, delicious, yummy creams, potions, and lotions that are organic and fabulous, and you just you just love them, right? Well, it turned out that the president of the United States of America at the time was in Santa Barbara enjoying the bounty of Santa Barbara and just happened to get his hands on this kind of creamy potions and lotions. He liked them so much that he asked his secret service person to reach, I guess they'd been written up in the paper. You know, the Santa Barbara Gazette, you know, was written right. about it. Okay. So, so she saw the thing, it was in the hotel room, he used it, he liked it. So the Secret Service was called to reach out to this lady in Santa Barbara, and she says, um, this is the Secret Service. I'm calling to speak to the purveyor of this soap company. And the person thinks it's a crank call. Like three more times, the Secret Service calls, and she says, this has got to be a joke. And the fourth time, she listened. And the person on the other end of the phone said, we saw the article in the, the Santa Barbara Gazette. We're staying in a hotel where this particular product is being made available in the shower. The president of the United States loves it and wants it available at the store on one on Pennsylvania Avenue. Can we have a conversation? And they had a conversation. Yeah. That Santa Barbara Gazette story took this soap maker stuff all the way to the gift shop at the White House. You just never know. Yeah, that's a really good point because you tend to think, I know I'm in a very rural area, small town. So you think, oh, psh, you know what I mean? A cow might read it. Um, and so <laughs> you, you're like, okay, so we won't do that, but you're right. One, like one thing begets the next, right? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Boy, oh boy. Time flies with you, Nancy. Unbelievable. We could, we could do like, we could do this on Fridays, <laughs> PR Fridays with Nancy. All right, Nancy, where can people find more of your brilliance? I lead the Raise Your Voice, Make Your Impact Facebook group. And I'd love for you to join me in about 1900 aspiring experts, authors, and speakers who want to raise their voice and make their impact and learn from me every week and every day. And you can simply go to getknowngetpaid.com forward slash group and join me. And you will love, you'll love it. You'll, the connections, the clients, the collaborations, the cash, all the wonderful outcomes that you desire. I will teach you how to welcome all of those as you get known and get paid and wave the flag for what you're here to do. Well, that sounds like, I mean, it sounds like an offer cannot be beat. So we will make sure to put that in the show notes. You have been just a, a treat, Nancy. And uh, yeah, how lucky we were to have an opportunity to connect with you. So I thank you very much, so much. And everyone else, we will see you on the next episode. Hey guys, don't miss out. Hop on over to free gift from chris.com. That's free gift, G-I-F-T from Chris, K-R-I-S dot com. We are constantly putting goodies in there just for you guys so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.